Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. days, my days, my nights, my eves and my morns would to be free of this G.D. Heyman. The Heyman that calls. Do you want any hay, sir? Four bales a pound. No, I don't want any hay. I'll shake you by the hand, but go and sell your wares elsewheres, is what I have to say. It's getting silly now. Um, very little use for hay in the moon underwater since we got rid of um, our shires and our ponies, but they, they simply weren't up to modern standards, so uh, we use boars now. Much more, uh, much more strength in a boar's flanks than in a, a well-stuffed pony. And boars don't eat hay, do they, Robin? Um, no, I believe boars, they, they eat nuts, don't they? Uh, sort of nuts and scraps... Um, also, you can keep more boars to a stable than you can uh, shires and ponies. You, you're not you're not cramming the boars in too much, though, are you? No, it's sort of uh, I've I've got a what do you call it, a mezzanine? Oh, a boar mezzanine. A boar mezzanine. So that's where they've got you know sort of desk and laptops and stuff. But yeah. downstairs, it's uh, it's a free for all, really. Yeah. So what does the hayman do now? Has he has he lost his trade? Is it a dying art? Well, because has, has everyone gone kind of uh, bore? A lot of people here, in the- <laughs> yeah, in the correct realm, have gone to bores for their a lot of their pulling needs. Whether it's lugging round barrels, empty barrels, uh, round the town to collect uh, a lot of, um, you know, <laughs> to collect a lot of home brews. Yeah, because because it's yeah. uh, I can't remember what is it. Start of Feb is is homebrew season here at uh, in the correct realm. It is. I'm worried about this Hayman though. I mean, is he going to find another job? Has he got to adapt, or should society adapt to him? I think he's got to be a bit more nimble. I'll tell you what oh, he right. could do is uh, start selling nuts for the boars. He'd make a roaring trade. But will he be told, no, sir? <laughs> what if he hasn't got access to nuts? Well, that's his fault, isn't it, for not being sort of uh, flexible on his business model. 
Anyway. I think this, <laughs> this Heyman's about a few steps away from writing Das Kapital. Yeah, sure. Was, uh, I've never read Das Kapital. Is it all in Das Kapital letters? <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. That's why it's called it. Das the Capital. Uh, anyway, welcome to The Moon Underwater. Sorry for going on about the shires and ponies and boars, but it was just on my mind because I've just of course. swept away the Heyman once more uh, and back into uh, The Moon Underwater itself, which has revealed its send today, Robin. Mm. It's like an Art Deco sort of, you know, green leather, silver mirrored sort of... It's beautiful, and it's got the glassware to go with it. Really, there are some sumptuous curves going on. There really are, and some lovely straight lines, Mm. uh, sort of Aubrey Beardsley vibes uh, up and around the place, a lot of Empire State building, not like Tat. And Peter Beardsley stuff as well. Yeah, Peter Beardsley and Aubrey Beardsley. And actually, I have to bring it down. I've got an Aubrey Beardsley sketch of Peter Beardsley Mm. Mm. when he played for Liverpool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it's quite it's pretty moving. It really captures the uh, the movement and the flow of Beardsley's. You know, to be fair, pretty short stature. Yeah, yeah. How t- how tall was Beardsley? Hmm. I'm going to say five nine. Hmm. Okay. But uh, I think he came to a sticky end with some pretty unpleasant views. Beardsley did. Yes. You're not thinking of Shilton, are you? No. Uh, no, Beards, Beardsley. I mean, I'll just look that up in my yeah, mind. It's pretty, <laughs> it pretty uh, inflammatory stuff, John. Uh, no, I'm I'm pretty sure old uh, Papa Bravo uh, got in some bother. Oh. Mm, yes. Uh, just my mind is confirming that in January January 2018, Beardsley was placed on leave by Newcastle following allegations of racism. Um, so maybe. I'll, Probably won't bring the mirror down. Yeah. Uh, certainly wouldn't want... And I don't... Oh, Aubrey Beardsley didn't know that at the time mm. when it was commissioned. Um, so despite it being technically a great piece of glasswork, uh, I think I'll have it destroyed. <laughs> yeah. It's, he's suspended from all football-related activity for 32 weeks. And, uh, yeah. Got off to a rather strange start, haven't we? Yeah. Sorry about that. I brought up Beardsley, Peter. Not your fault. Um, it's all his fault. Uh, or not, depending on how the... I mean, I haven't gone into the sort of more legal <laughs> aspects, but yeah, just brass tacks. Beardsley out, comma, Peter. Beardsley in, comma, Aubrey. That's our stance. It, it is his fault. Sorry, I'm just being quite careful of my language because a committee, I think, did find him to be not racist, but that really isn't the sort of topics of discussion we specialise in here in the, in the Moon Underwater. So um, check out other podcasts for more <laughs> informed and authoritative commentary about Peter Beardsley. Jesus. How... <laughs> Who's your week been, for goodness sake, Robin? Um, well, you know, it's been all right. Um, dry January... Is no more, I'm afraid. R.I.P. Dry January from uh, Robin Allender. What? What was? What was the crux of the biscuit? Um, well, I went to a birthday party on Saturday. Bravo, Papa. Yeah. Um, birthday. So you you just you have to drink at a birthday party, don't you? Yeah. Uh, no. No, you don't. But it's but you chose to, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Birthday party for um, my girlfriend's nephew. He was one. He was one. 
Yeah. Yeah, you have to drink at a one-year-old's birthday party, don't you? <laughs> well, it was just the kind of vibe of the day, you know. The day. So, <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's just to be clear, you have to drink at a one-year-old's birthday party in the day. Well, it was, it was, it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to, and I, I felt, I felt. Did bad anyone else want you to? I just got <laughs> images of you, just like crashing around in a living room as a as a children's entertainer tries his best. No, no, no. It was, it was, it was after the party had died down, and it was getting to about five. So adult time. Adult time, yeah. And I just had a had a couple of cans. And some, uh, what's that really nice liqueur called? Frangelico. Oh, hello, sir. A couple of people have chosen that in the Moon Underwaters. The hazelnut liqueur. Is that... It's really nice. Is that, like, creamy? No, it's not. So more like like amaretto. amaretto. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's beautiful. Um, But yeah, no, I I just feel like the lesson I've learnt is that I, I, I want to moderate, you know. That's the big thing. So... I, you know, I, I, I'm disappointed in myself, but hoping from now on, I'm not going to drink as much anyway. Yeah. So I reckon this year I'll probably drink less than if I did dry January all the way through and then just drank as normal, in quotation marks, after. Do you see what I mean? That's the goal. I've got a doctor friend who is sort of... I, I'm I'm fully on board with Dry Jan in all its aims. I think it's just a force for good. But he did make the point that if you use Dry January as an excuse to sort of drink an unhealthy amount the rest of the year, then it sort of it it defeats the object. Yeah. But then he's someone who is able to drink moderately all the time because drink isn't an issue for him. So mm. you know, it's, it's different vibes for different tribes. It really is, yeah. But yeah, how, are you, how are you doing? Are you doing well? Good. I've been sans cans for over two months now. Superb. Well done. Yeah, and uh, starting to feel a few of the benefits slash come face to face with some pretty stark truths mm. um, about past can years. But, I mean, night and day sleep-wise for a start. Well, that's when you should be sleeping. <laughs> That is good humour. That's my <laughs> style of humour. Um, and getting into a few new NA boozes, mm-hmm. non-alcoholic boozes. The old Guinness Zeros are sort of a... I wouldn't say I drink like a non-alcoholic beer every day, yeah. but sort of probably twice a week I'll I'll have one with uh, when I'm cooking or yeah. whatever. Well, that's the thing that I'm hoping to learn from is... Drinking non-alcoholic beers shouldn't just be the behaviour of someone who isn't drinking. Do you know what I mean? They should be. They can be part of just your general drinking habits anyway. Yeah, like eating vegetables shouldn't just yeah, be yeah, if you're exactly. on a diet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and um, I went to the Phoenix uh, the other day, which is the pub that's by the Denmark Hill train station. Oh, yeah. It's really, really beautiful. Adrian Charles was talking about it when he was in The Moon Underwater. And they've got Lucky Saint on tap, and that just makes such a difference, uh, having an AB on tap. I love the tapped zero percenters. Mm. And also, I think it was Adrian that said he sort of got into the habit of whatever he was doing in the evening, or, you know, whenever he was planning to drink alcohol, his first drink would always be non-alcoholic regardless. That's quite a good yeah. little habit. That's good. We, maybe we should get him on again to chat about his book, because he has just brought out a book about drinking hasn't he he has he has we, we could get him on um we could get him on behind the cellar door maybe yeah 
That would be good. Uh, that's our bonus podcast, uh, if anyone's not heard of it, uh, which is available via Patreon. So I'm just trying to think. I don't think I've been to any pubs in the last week. Uh, no, I haven't. Mm. I think the hardest thing I found is that sense of directionlessness when you're not drinking, which is really depressing because you you kind of like assess, oh God, does that mean that li- I literally have to drink to have a good time? I don't know. Do you, are you familiar with that feeling? Yeah. It's like I feel I felt great, but then I also felt like, oh, what should I do tonight? And then that's kind of more depressing than being extremely hungover. Yes, but I think you're making a sort of a false distinction there because it's. I don't think you need to have alcohol to have a good time because I don't think you're necessarily always having a good time with alcohol. It's more that if you're doing anything regularly, then not doing it leaves a gap. Yeah. So if you're not filling that time with something else, you begin to be, it's like, I mean, it is literally like, I need a positive. I need two positives to cancel out the negative. Yeah. That Alan Partridge says, because not doing something is not fun. Mm. Whereas doing something different is a better replacement. What have you been replacing? Well, what have, I mean, what with what have you been replacing drink with? I can't, you know what I mean? Uh, well, a mixture of different things. You've been playing a lot of handball, haven't you? Dodgeball. Dodgeball, yeah. Yeah, the, but that would uh, be, be mad to do that every night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm not embarrassed to say a little bit of spirituality creeping into the whole affair. Mm. And I do think you one needs some kind of spiritual awakening or some kind of view that, that there is... It's very hard to sort of... Because I'm sort of talking about something without talking about something. But I think you need to see life as... <laughs> I'll just leave mm. it there. I think okay. you just need to have some kind of... Whether it's mindfulness or meditation or some kind of therapy or some kind of creative outlet, just something where you feel like you're tapping into more than just what am I going to do tonight? Am I going to watch a film or am I going to cook or am I going to drink or am I not going to not drink? Do you know? Do you see what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think it's about, yeah, like whatever you're doing. But, I mean, I think in everything, in every walk of life, you know, life is about being caught between the earthly and the divine in a way. Do you, does that make sense? You know, hundred percent. And I think, like, like making meaning from life is about exploring the things that are slightly beyond what we consider to be our earthly existence. Yeah, and this I, is a, this is getting a bit Radio Four for the movement. Well, we've done the whole gamut. So first it was the Heyman, then it was Beardsley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now it's sort of spiritual awakenings. But I do think if, as I would admit you use alcohol to fill a hole in the soul. Mm. It's no good just removing alcohol from that situation or just staring at a massive hole in your soul. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, yeah. It's, I don't think that's a nice place to be. Mm. So if you are doing things that are in some way nourishing, then suddenly it doesn't feel like your evenings are empty because you feel you're being active. Yeah, and when I'm when I use the word divine, I wasn't I didn't mean like literally like a god. I just mean it could be the power of your imagination or like you say creative endeavors, just something which elevates your everyday life. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Mm. So I've been reading a lot about meditation. It's very tricky, though. Yeah. The old meditation. It really is. A lot of uh, chat about feeling air come over your nostrils. And you think, well, is, is that... is is the feeling of air going over your nostrils quite as good as a trip to the pub? Uh, the jury are out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but some people some people swear by it. But Robin, we recently released the episode with Glendo, Barry Glendenning. Yeah. And there's been some really lovely feedback. So thank you to everyone who got in touch. And um, it's been so nice to... All the things that people have said on social media. And actually, I... Uh, I texted Robin a message from someone. Apologies for not including your name on this, but I, you didn't. It was in a direct message. So, But they said, The Moon Underwater podcast is providing immense comfort and support. Please keep doing what you're doing. And people on uh, Instagram, some of whom are claiming that Barry's episode is not just the best episode of Moon Underwater, but the best podcast ever. Yes, that's lovely. It was great. It was nice. That it, I mean, it felt very... Um, it was definitely one of those episodes where we forgot we were recording and it just felt very well we weren't recording we were just allowing our well, you're absolutely right the, yeah the Sorry, waves of our voice to pass over the realms yes and yes. hope that they get picked up in the other realm yeah you're quite right yeah sorry um but just looking at my twitter mentions now great episode thoroughly nice chap one of the best shame wells in a long time that's from something else fantastic episode of the moon underwater very happy Best Moon Underpod ever. Mm. Um, so that it really does mean a lot to to hear your feedback, folks. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Email us at john at moonunderpod.com. As many of you have, and Robin, I heard, <laughs> it, I tell you what, yeah. it was a very chucklesome sigh earlier. Yeah, it was. You were in a right good mood, I have to say. And it was like the Mistman had told you an amusing joke or anecdote. Yeah, yeah I mean, to laugh while sighing, isn't that what 
human life is bloody about. Yeah, the, the Dalai Lama said that, didn't he? <laughs> that just sounds like I'm coughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, yeah. Pure size for pure mist. We've had a lovely mist in from Ben. And this is regarding Cambridge pub crawls, which we read a mist out about last week. Dear Moon Under Pod, I listened to your last episode of The Week in Pubs with great interest, and in particular to your correspondence description of taking just over a year to cover every pub in Cambridge. Such amateurs, they say, in a jokey way, by the way. Uh, the Cambridge University Tiddlywinks Club annual pub crawl covers every pub in Cambridge in the space of one academic year and has done every year since the mid-90s, pandemic aside. So he's attached a beautiful map and a document here, and he says, it has proved to be a fascinating sociological experiment watching the city's pub scene evolve with time. When it first began, a tiddlywinks player named Simon Gandhi, armed with little more than an A to Z in a bicycle, went around every street he could find and noted the location of any pub he came across. In total, there was somewhere in the region of 120 to 130 and even then, when first attempted, some omissions were found, including the Traveller's Rest, which I suspect is the beef eater, where your correspondence finished. The year I completed it, in 2001, good year, there was, a, <laughs> there was somewhere in the region of about 105. Today, as you'll note from the above link, it covers around 90-ish, depending on what you count. That's a sad, uh, sad figure, isn't it, that it's gone down by that much? A sad statistic. A sad statistic, yeah. <laughs> It's fascinating to complete it multiple times to see how things have changed over the years. From pubs that have simply changed character, e.g. the Devonshire Arms vastly improved when the Milton Brewery took it over, whilst a personal former favourite, the Kington Arms, is now basically a restaurant and is barely a pub anymore. And that's before we talk about pubs that have now closed, from the Sorley Mist, e.g. the Flying Pig, the Zebra and the Hop Bine, to the not-so-Sorley Mist, e.g. the Osborne Arms, the Jenny Wren and the Tivoli. And of course, if one wishes to truly end with a flourish, one should naturally take in the pubs of the nearby village of Granchester, the colourfully named the Red Lion, the Green Man, the Blue Ball and the Rupert Brook. Cheers, Ben in North London. The Blue Ball, that's an unusual name for a pub, but there's one quite near you called the Blue Ball, isn't there? Yes, we went to the Blue Ball. That's not the same one, is it? No, We, we did go there. But that's not the Granchester one, is no, it? No, no, no. We yeah, went yeah, to the yeah. Blue Ball near me on my birthday. And also, my birthday next year... This year? This year, we're staying uh, in Granchester. Oh, amazing. So we can go to the Blue Ball on my birthday again. Yes, two Blue Balls. Sounds weird when you say that. Yeah. We've got another great mist in here from Emma, and this is a, a really lovely message about alcohol-free alternatives. Hi, John. Great news that you're managing sans cans right now. I've been a non-drinker now for over six years, which still astounds me. I loved wine, as you love beer but I haven't found it too tricky after doing an Alan Carr seminar. That's not Chatty Man, is it? Uh, no, that's uh, our old friend Alan Carr's Quit Smoking Alan Carr, which is how Lee Mack stopped drinking. Ah, interesting. Anyway, not sure what your drinking, non-drinking plans are, but I'm enjoying your exploration of no low-alcohol alternatives on the pod. You mentioned no secco, and I wanted to let you know about what I think is the absolutely best alternative to sparkling wine, and it's NaughtyAF.com, N-O-U-G-H-T, so like naught, zero, NaughtyAF.com. They're expensive, but their white and pink bubbles are great, and available in Sainsbury's now, I think. 
Their red wine is good too. Haven't tried the white yet. For other cheaper, more available wines, I reckon McGuigan Zero is pretty good. That's M-C-G-U-I-G-A-N. Not the same thing, of course, but nice to drink with a meal without being too sweet or fizzy, especially the red in winter when I just don't want to drink cold. Uh, the gin alternatives are great, and my favourite at the moment is Tanqueray. So Tanqueray do a 0% gin, um, which I'd like to try. The reason for my email is I wondered if you could champion more non-alcoholic drink inclusion in pubs and restaurants beyond beer. The other day you mentioned the frustration of there being only one beer option and not many draft options. But if you don't want a beer, which I often don't, you're stuck with fizzy, sweet yuck. I don't understand why pubs and restaurants aren't including things like the Gordon's Zero Gin when the bar is packed with regular Gordons or some of these wines. And when I ask, I get looked as if I'm mad. Anyway, I'm single-handedly spreading the word, but would love the mighty power of the Moon Pod on side too. Happy trying, Emma. Yes, thanks for that, Emma. Uh, fantastic point there about non-beer, non-alcoholic alternatives. I think it's strange, really, because there's as much profit margin to be made in a non-alcoholic drink, if not more. And also, with something like wine or gin, mm. the shelf life is so long. I could understand... a you know, a pub saying we don't have a non-alcoholic beer on draft because we tried it and it just went off. Mm. If a if somewhere's tried it and it's not there's not been a demand for it, you can't like you can't force them to lose money. But it doesn't seem that it would, you know, especially when some places have about twenty gins, and I'm not exaggerating there. Yeah, yeah. To have one of them as non-alcoholic. Yeah, because if it's just another bottle, then you know. Yeah, that's... If, you're, if you're willing, I mean, so if you've got twenty gins. Mm. There's got to be some of those that are, the bottles are lasting more than a year. Yeah. So um, I think non-alcoholic cider is just a got to be a huge market. I mean, it's so much easier to get a, a nice tasting fizzy apple juice, basically. But I mean, but but which isn't to to, to denigrate the non-alcoholic ciders because they do taste like ciders. They have the bitterness and you know the combination of bitter and sweet, which makes a nice cider. Well, I think sort of pubs have seen dry January as something of a threat, whereas actually they should see it as an opportunity, you know, to say, for, for, even if it was just for January, you know, mm. this January we've got a range of six non-alcoholic options that aren't soft drinks, so come in and try. And I think people would really like that. Um, and, you know, if the demand lasts after January, go for it, as opposed yeah, to yeah. thinking, oh, bloody hell, there's no one in because everyone's doing that bloody dry January and all that sort of thing. yeah. It is, bit, it is depressing when it is just Bex Blue, isn't it? That's the only non-alcoholic yeah. option, basically, other than soft drinks. It's going to change because the demand is there and younger people, more and more younger people are not drinking. And I think more exciting companies are, are popping up with, I hate to say outside the box thinking, but, but, I, but I am going to say that. <laughs> Thank you so much for your correspondence. And we'll be back with you next week for another week in pubs. Are you planning any pub trips in the next week, Rob? Well, yes and no. And I'm going to see the crybabies at Soho Theatre. I don't know. Maybe I'll try that without Sans Cans. Sans Cans at the theatre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, theatre's quite a good time to go Sans Cans because I always found it quite an anxiety-inducing experience Mm. to sit in a theatre for an hour with, like, you know, like holding two pints and you feel like such an idiot. But one was never enough. I don't know if you read Martin Amos's Money, but the description of needing a wee in the theatre, like having a white-hot bowling ball in your lap. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's really good. Um, uh, yes. So yeah, I think I'll do sand scans for that, but I'll have, I might have a drink on Friday. Well, folks, we wish you well on your journey, uh, wherever it is leading, whether it's Sans Cans or Cans Deluxe. But do let us know any uh, alcohol-free treats you discover this dry January. John at moonunderpod.com. But we've got to get this place swept because the boar prints are still on the uh, on the linoleum. <laughs> but it's beautiful Art Deco linoleum, as discussed. Sort of black and white squares. Yes. Uh, like you're playing chess with yourself. Yeah. Uh, which some people do do. Anyway, yeah. bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.